Kevin De Bruyne lashes one in from six yards out. Happy New Year, Surgery listeners. On this episode, we discuss blank game week 18 and whether to free hit or not. We then go through the double game week in game week 19. So planning for bench boost, triple captain or neither. So we'll be going through those strategies. And then we'll also be discussing the factors deciding our fortunes. So luck versus skill. Welcome back to our episode 199 of the FPL Surgery Pod and it's the evening of Tuesday the 5th of January and it's 2021 and as always I'm here with Josh. Hi Josh. Hello mate, happy new year. Yep, happy new year, happy Christmas as well. We haven't recorded one of these for a while. We haven't, no, right back before uh, game week 15 so we've got uh, a fair bit to get through and um, a lot to look forward to as well. Yeah, it's almost like so much has happened and there's so much still to happen in the, you know, the, in the coming days and weeks. Uh, yeah. We almost just have to just get on with it, don't we? And just... We do indeed. Yeah, lots uh, lots has, yeah, exactly. Lots has just uh, gone by throughout that festive period and um, really looking forward to the blank and uh, double game week coming up. It's, um, yeah, and we've got a great guest on with us to do it. Yeah, we do. And this week, as you mentioned, we're joined by the man behind the transfer algorithm. He has top five 10K finishes, four top 5K finishes, and his highest is 519th. He's been on the podcast many times before, well before me and Josh were hosting as well. So welcome back to the podcast, Mikhail Topfam. Hi, Mikhail. Hi, thank you for having me on again. It's been quite a while since since the last time, so um, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's brilliant to have you on. You, you always make me laugh as well when you're on the podcast, especially when you're on the final the final episode with the Iceman. Obviously, you have interesting interesting stuff to say as well. Yeah, we'll see about that today. Now it's uh, like the business part of the season uh, coming up with the double game weeks and the blanks. So, so um, this can get kind of serious tonight. That's good, though. Um, you, I think you're probably the best guest to have on at the moment. Um, now, I know most of our listeners have probably heard about it before, but do you mind giving us an overview of what the transfer algorithm is? Yeah, sure. It's kind of back in the days when, when this game started to grow, um, I was getting notoriously frustrated by, by poor predictions of the future. So I started gradually building stone for stone uh, in an algorithm myself and um, now over the last six years it's been developed into a tool for predicting um, um, future returns in the game and how how to how to maximize the expected value of your entire squad not only single players but but filling your budget appropriately. So, uh, so it's a great, great tool for that. Um, I don't like to post like suboptimal stuff, so I'm kind of low on on goalkeepers and defenders. But I'm, I'm really trying to to be the top notch when it comes to midfielders and forwards and and how to to play those assets. First of all, we go on to our most recent game week. So if we start start with you then, Josh, how, how's your Christmas period been? Christmas period has been has been good. So I'm up to uh, 377k rank wise. I think the, uh, the little blip in the middle was the um, the week when we had we have two postponed fixtures. Um, yep. Game week 16. Uh, that one was a bit of a bit of a bump in the road but yeah happy with it really and um happy with game week 17 got 74 points captain son um bit of a funny one really it was, it was all about my midfield um so uh goalkeeper three defenders two strikers all blanked Salah blanked 
And then um, just uh, the other four midfielders who who brought in the points, uh, Suchek, Sun captain, Fernandez and uh, KDB, um, which um, shows that sometimes you don't need that many people, that many players to uh, to score points and do well for you to come out with a decent score. Just got to make sure as well that you captain one of those. Yeah, and you've shot up the ranks over Christmas because I didn't even realise how how many green arrows you'd had until I went to check your team earlier today. Um, yeah, but... six six in the last eight, I think it is. Yeah, um... and you got quite lucky with your triple city as well, so you might not have to use a free hit potentially. Yeah, I moved. Um... <laughs> I moved Chilwell and James on when they uh, when they got their injuries. Um, even though I uh, wasn't too happy when I realised that they were both straight back in the team and Lampard uh, trolled us all. But yeah, I moved them both on for um, Diaz and Cancelo, and um, then yeah, then the then the doubles got announced for uh, City and and, uh, and United, and obviously I was um, was quite pleased with that because it meant that you know it enabled 18 and 19 to both look. Uh, Look good for me. Yeah, I mean, I won't mention Hudson Adoy's name then. Uh, no, such a shame. Yeah. I cheered him yeah. on so many times at Stamford Bridge, and I've always been a massive fan. He's not quite lived up to his potential um, since he's, you know, come come into the squad, the first team squad. But yeah, I felt betrayed by that. Kel, how's how's your Christmas been going? Uh, it's been the ups and downs. I think I haven't moved at all in the ra- rankings. I'm about 85k. Um, I've been planning all the way for for uh, the game weeks now being ahead of us, like the the blank in 18 and a double in 19. So so I'm actually been just setting up for that and. Uh, um, saving the transfers until seconds before deadline every time because I'm I'm so scared of any fat tail events that seem to happen every day at the moment with the postponements and rescheduling and it's full chaos at the moment. Um, like before the last game week in week 18, I I really had nothing to do in my team because um, I only got four players for game week 18 so I got no plan B I'm I'm free hitting and that means the one I'm getting now it's was for for game week 17 and then it's ages until the gaming 19 come along so I wasted my transfer selling Dyer for Maguire that didn't work out too good uh, the week as a whole didn't work out well either. I was um, having a nightmare of a game week with uh, Fabianski suddenly not showing up. Kind of absurd though that my sub was Forster coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my fair share of the luck this um, this season, I think. Um, so I captain Fernandez and he, he did all right, although. Most other assets did did fine as well. So, yeah, 54 points and um, a red arrow. That's it. But you're, um, we were talking before we started recording how well your algorithm's been doing for captains. Yeah, it's actually uh, had quite a good run for, for captains then this year. I think it's only been a couple of blanks and an average score about, above seven points uh, Per, per game week so it's been a very good uh, season for the top pick but but for captaincy of course there is a lot of variance uh, not only for 
<clears throat> from game week to game week, but for seasons to seasons, it's really difficult to find out what is really the optimal way to choose captains. So I mean, we are still building statistics on that to see if uh, there actually is a durable advantage using uh, like the captaincy calculator compared to other sources. It, it looks good so far, but we can't conclude on that one yet though. My Christmas, I've, I have I did a minus eight a couple of weeks ago to build towards the blanks and doubles because my plan's always been to free hit 18 and then bench boost in 19. Um, I actually did a minus eight and unfortunately it worked, it paid off that week. So I got three Leeds attackers in and they obviously beat West Brom 5-0. But I removed KDB and Watkins as, as part <laughs> of that, a part of that minus eight. So it looked brilliant until the fixture announcement came out. And now I want KDB back. I want Watkins back. I'm I'm just gonna have to stick to the plan and and free hit in 18 I think um, it's it's just really really annoying when stuff like that happens. My game week was okay. I've had a couple of green arrows in a row now. 65 points. Kane captain. The bench is looking a bit messy for bench boost, but I guess we'll get we'll get to that later. So if you want to join the FPL Surgery Patreon, please Google FPL Surgery Patreon. Check out FPL in the latest yellow pages or go to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Andy Portlock, Ron Frosk, Ross from FPL Merch and Darren Ben. They're all pledging at the highest tier. So they get this extra special mention each, each week. So thank you all. Hi guys, Alan here with some stats from game week 17 and we start off with our biggest underachiever. It's a player who some might take a punt on in game week 18. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang had a quiet game but livened up in the final part of Arsenal's hammering of West Brom, racking up 0.83 xG without scoring. He's followed by Steven Bergveen at 0.66, Sadio Mane at 0.65 and Patrick Bamford at 0.61. Patrick Bamford did, however, rack up the most total shots of the game week with 7 and 3 on target to get that at 0.61, suggesting he didn't have that many quality chances and, indeed, he only had one big chance in the game. Second most for shots is Harry Kane with 6 on and two on target and third is Alexandre Lacazette with five and four on target. Bruno Fernandes created the most chances of the game week with five followed by Song Jung-min, Jack Grealish, Matthias Klich and Luke Shaw all at four. It's the year of Andy Robertson as the fullback again had the most touches in the opponent's half with 78 and this week he also put in the most crosses of every player with 17 of which 7 were on target. It was a game in which Southampton battled bravely against Liverpool's siege. Liverpool put in an amazing 43 crosses in total of which 15 were on target. Liverpool amassed a total XG of 1.53 from their 17 shots, but only got one on target. Biggest overperformer of the game week was Ebrecci Eze, with his goal coming from a 0.03 XG chance, but what are numbers anyway when you see goals like that? Second biggest overperformer is Romain Saïs at 0.06, which isn't that unusual for headed attempts, and third is Kieran Tierney, at 0.07, which kind of makes you wonder what the XA would have been for Rob Holding. Looking at some team stats, 
We have Arsenal with the most shots of the game week with 21 and 11 on target. They also created the most chances of the game week with 17. They're followed by Manchester United, who had 19 shots of which 9 were on target and created 15 chances. Focusing on a couple of interesting results from the game week, uh, Tottenham beat uh, Leeds 3-0 with the XG numbers at 2.62 to 1.14, suggesting a goal for Leeds would not have been out of the question. And Crystal Palace beat Sheffield United 2-0 with the XG numbers at 0.58 to 0.37 in Crystal Palace's favour. Sheffield United continuing to be severely lacking going forward. And finally, Chelsea lost to Man City 3-0 with the XG numbers at 0.84 to 2.67 in Manchester City's favour. Kevin De Bruyne got his first goal from open play of the season, but he did it from an XG of 1.04 for the game, which means he is still the most underperforming player of the game. Scary stuff. And I think that's it for this game week. Back to you, Rich. And we'll go back to the headlines. First headline is blank game week 18. So that the next game week and whether to free hit or not. So I, I think if we start with you, Mikel, um, you mentioned you're going to be free hitting. And I believe you you put together a, a free hit you're looking at. Is that is that right? I got something set up using um, the algorithm to to maximize something really simple like uh, single game week top returns and um, and the answer to that seems to be um, something that I seem to the eye test probably can agree on too it's uh, it's obviously about maximizing the teams that seem to be big big um, favorites uh, for the game week, which is Arsenal and uh, Manchester City, as well as uh, Manchester United, and you have to slot in with some others. And and the main value picks um, to start with seems to be um, the Arsenal players that you can get for really cheap, like Tierney, that uh, showed his potential, obviously, uh, this week, but also Saka seems to be an um, amazing value player that seems to... Seems to be starting for Arsenal um, as well, Lacazette, he was really promising um, and good the last game and uh, he should keep his place and then obviously he's amazing value for for at least for one game week. And then um, it's of course about spending the big money on the big guys and, and um, like Kane, um, Kane is good, but away to a difficult Villa side, it doesn't quite make it. It's more about getting in on the obvious City guys being uh, De Bruyne and Sterling, having two attacking assets from Man City is the correct approach now um, for a single game week. And uh, of course, Fernandes, you <laughs> you always have to stick by. And, um, and the last one really in midfield and um, Son is a value player despite Villa being good. Alternative is Rashford, of course, which is quite similar. 
um, then you're left with filling out with the cheaper ones, and um, and then it seems like uh, having a city defender like Cancelo or Diaz is uh, a great way to go, as well as perhaps uh, Maguire, which really should uh, finally start delivering something uh, on both ends of the pitch. Is actually the defender which has had uh, most goal attempts this season. Um, um, so, in attack for the last last slot in what's then a three-five-two formation, it, it'd probably be something like Wilson or McGoldrick or whatever you can afford just to fill up and and perhaps I don't know what uh, it will be different. Uh, how much money is left for a goalkeeper then in most teams? But something budget like Ramsdale or is probably okay um, just to. Up. Goalkeepers is not much difference anyway. No, I, lo- I like that team a lot. What, one question I was yeah. going to ask, um, it might be a bit of a strange one, but um, so obviously you've got Son and you don't have Kane and you explained why and it, ma- it makes sense. But yeah. do you ever, I know you follow the algorithm, but if you own just Son and not Kane, it's very unlikely, isn't it, to give you a rank boost. If anything, you might get a rank drop if Son does well. Does that Does that ever come into your thinking? when you put together teams really it never comes into my thinking Mm -hmm. Um, like ownerships uh, in other teams um, it's it's a two-edged sword really if if you should own the other uh, the players that others own or not Uh, it's really um, it can be a rank killer or a a big rank gainer to so it's it's not really relevant. What's relevant is maximizing your expected value, in my opinion. And then uh, in the end of the season, we will see if um, if variance has been on your side as well as um, the excellent EV that you should have accumulated. And then we'll see if that was good enough. Currently, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't mind uh, not owning a player with like 200% ownership. I wouldn't mind that uh, as long as it was the right decision uh, for maximizing value and uh, and winning in the in the long term. Um, after all, it's a game of of ending uh, top is more worth than just getting a worthy finish. So then you perhaps should say it's more of an interest to go with players which is less owned than actually going with the highly owned so so yeah i don't i don't mind about ownership at all really it's uh, not out of interest for anything other than price changes actually because very high owned players they can really only fall so that's that's one negative about the really high owned ones Oh, brilliant. No, that's, that's interesting. Um, and we've got a question. It's more to do with your strategy, I think, Josh. So Emma's asking, so for those not free hitting 18, what is your advice? Which big hitters are optimal for the next six weeks? And is it worth keeping Salah through bank 18 or swap him, swap him now? So I guess to do with the big hitters you're looking at and um, whether you're going to keep Salah or not. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not free hitting uh, game week 18. I'm currently sat on uh, eight players. So I've got Martinez in goal, uh, Diaz, Cancelo, good old Seamus Coleman, still there hanging by a thread, but he's going to play this week because he's got a fixture. Um, KDB, Fernandez, Son and Brewster. 
So that's my eight. Um, obviously, got one free transfer, which I may use, may not use. Um, and I suppose in, in answer to Emma's question, really, I think it's, it, you know, the the only real sort of premium picks I feel that are, are uh, I, I guess, essential for, for game week 18, really, um, I think is, is probably KDB, Fernandez and one of Son or Kane. I don't think you need both. I don't think that Son or Kane will be heavily captained. Um, and so in terms of your point that you just made a minute ago to Mikel about, you know, if you only own one, then you'll get a, a rank drop. Um, I, yes, likely if they combine for a goal, but I think um, it, it shouldn't be as bad as it has been in previous weeks because I, I think the captaincy will be very much a toss up between. I mean, they always combine for a goal. They do. They do. I mean, the statistics don't lie, but I think the captaincy will will very much be a toss up between De Bruyne or Fernandes, unless you're looking to go, you know, a bit punty with the likes of Sterling or an Arsenal player. Awesome. Um, and Stefan, who's he's doing really well this season. He's asking, what are your thoughts on the Salah hokey cokey? I'm usually very restrictive when it comes to hits, but I think Salah out for KDB and then Son to Salah for a hit in game week 19 is worth it this time round. So if we come back to you, Mikel, um, what are your thoughts on yeah. Stefan's question there? That kind of hokey cokey, usually that kind of stuff doesn't work. But this time around, actually, I think in, in players in like Stefan's position, I think it's actually a legitimate legitimate idea from anyone that's rolling by for game week 18 because it's definitely a plus CV situation or or scenario to go that route uh, including the hit um, so it's really only a question if you got anything better available and I, actually I doubt that there is anything better so yeah I'd give a green light on, on that one nice I'm sure Stefan will be happy um, and we've also got a question from Mad Hatter saying, discuss Abamyang and how many goals he was scoring at 18. So obviously, a lot of people are mentioning the Arsenal assets. I know that you've got you've got Lacazette, Tierney and Saka in, in your team as well. But we'll come to you first, Mikhail. So what do you think of Abamyang? What a letdown. Eh? Uh, ahead of the season, Manny had an eye on him for obvious reasons. It, he was in my team for game week one and two before it was scraped out. But earlier seasons, his underlying underlying stats and actual FPL points, they've been amazing. And now he was classed as a midfielder in FPL and we were all celebrating for what this could end up as. Um, actually, the underlying stats um, from earlier seasons with his new midfield role should reflect him scoring about six and a half points per match uh, this season. But that's not been the case. That's a way down. And they reflect scores around four points um, so far per match, uh, while his actual scores, they've been even worse than that. So it's a dramatic downfall, which explains a lot of the issues that Arsenal have, have had this season. I'm an Arsenal fan, by the, by the way. The other players in, at Arsenal have been actually decent uh, stats-wise, but but the chances for Oba is way off. But there has been an uh, uptick in uh, in his stats uh, for the recent weeks. Um, but still, it only looks like halfway there compared to his good old self. So so I wouldn't back him to to be any kind of value pick yet. The odds market got him scoring at 
just below a goal for the next game week and I'll of course always back the market on that one what do you think what do you think Josh I mean I know you're not free hitting um, but let's pretend you were would you would you be interested in the Bamiyang no just from a value perspective I think he's you know do you really want to spend 11.3 million of your budget on him when there's you know Saka at 5.3 Lacazette 8.2 even Smith Rose down at 4.4 so there's, there's a lot of value to be had there at Arsenal at the moment. Even the yeah. defenders aren't particularly expensive, particularly, you know, like Rob Holdings, four and a half million. But yeah, I think, I think you know, you, in terms of your premium picks for the week, if you're free hitting, you just got to look at the main, the main boys, um, you know, the likes of uh, KDB, Bruno, Son, Kane, really. And Sterling, I guess, is probably the other one. I think that, um, yeah, Definitely, uh, Aubameyang is not worthy of of one of those spots at the moment. It's a shame as well because actually Leno looks like on paper possibly the best goalkeeper to me. But then there's so many other cheap cheap Arsenal assets that you both mentioned. That I almost feel like I can't go with Leno. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely an issue because it's uh, all the all the budget boys. They they are from Arsenal, so you kind of have to choose uh, the budget boys there and. Oh, then that rules out Aubameyang quite easily. It's a shame. I mean, I'm sure some people might be tempted, but from the stats you've just said, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. won't be. Back to, I think it's a kind of interesting to to hear like like Josh, Josh which is not uh, free hitting in in this game week, and it's actually a question I'd I'd like to elaborate a bit because is you said you were on eight players, right, Josh? Yeah, eight eight with one free transfer to use. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I've I've had a look at it. This, of course, I get a lot of questions about this. So even though it's not my my line of play, um, I've had uh, some calculations running, and it says basically um, the general guideline would be that if you got like seven to eight players and a good captain uh, for for game week eighteen, and then uh, then. Uh, and not using any hits to get there, then uh, I think uh, you're probably better off uh, just rolling by without free hitting. Yeah, when I say seven to eight players, then I'm not counting like the Riedewalds and the Mitchells of this world, um, but uh, but like the good ones. And, Would um, you include Brewster? Would <laughs> No, I'm sorry about that. You may be a little smidget of hope, but no. Yeah, no. So I've got four players. Half one there. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, um, it's uh, it's more the ones that I have got. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not expecting, you know, Seamus Coleman or or Brewster to be um to be you know tearing trees down by any by any imagination. But you know, Martinez, Diaz, Cancelo, De Bruyne, Fernandez, Son. Are um are, are six very solid picks and you know and and it enables me that I've got three of the premium picks the city defence so yeah for me yeah. if I was to free hit what's my gain really and my gain is really I mean let's say I make a transfer my gain is to get two more players out and I don't think it's worth it bearing in mind yeah, the season definitely. that we're in the amount of double game weeks we're going to have as well obviously there's going to be a blank another blank coming up later in the season a big blank but I think the other thing is is using a free hit in a double you know if we get a very short notice say for example that you know um City have got another double or Villa or or, or whatever and and it's a good excuse to 
to load up um, with a with a short turnaround or all else fails. It's a lovely thing to uh, free hit game week 38 as I did last season and so did a lot of others. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it's kind of a bit uncertain how you can use the free hit later, but I I think I've ended up on a value of the postponed free hit like being at least like uh, let's say an 18 points or th- something. So so if you if you like lack four players and they are on an average of four points per, per player, then that's about 16 points. Then it's actually better to to just stroll by and lose those 16 points this week and, and gain the free hit advantage later. So um, that's where the idea is coming from. Uh, I don't also think the fixtures are that amazing. I don't look at the fixtures. Um, you know, there's, there's quite a few games that I think will be quite tight. You know, Wolves v Everton, tough one to call. If I'm honest, I think Villa v Spurs is a tough one to call. Villa are in great form. Um, you know, Arsenal, yeah, they've looked great recently, but Palace, Palace have got a good record against big, big teams. So really, it's the City and the, and the United games are the only ones that are real, a real standout. And 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 Burnley are never a walkover at home. So. I've got my three city and um, just got to hope for the best. The, really, the addition of that Man United game was was quite big, wasn't it, for for free hitters? Because I was going to free hit anyway, and then yeah, I mean, it, it, it gave me it gave me only one additional player, but it gave me Bruno Fernandez, and that for me was like, wow, you know, it's taken me from seven to eight players, but it's given me one of the best players in the game. So um, you know, and 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 with an away fixture, which we, we know how good his away form has been this season. Yeah, and uh, the other advantage that you really now are sitting on is you will actually have one more transfer leading up to to the next game week. That's yeah. the eliminated transfer, so so you got that advantage as well. So so it's um, I'll come back to it as a legitimate idea if you got like seven to eight players uh, and a good captain. Uh, if not, then free is probably your best call. I'd say. I think the big decision for me actually this week is do I use that transfer to better my team or do I roll it into game week 19? Bearing in mind, you know, that's the biggest game week of the season so far. So it's uh, it's a tough one. Something me and you were talking about earlier, Josh, was the fact that I'm going to be free hitting this week and then I'm going to be bench boosting the week after. So because like Mikhail touches on, I'm not I'm going to lose my free transfer this week when I free hit. Yeah. So I'm probably going to have to do a minus eight coming out of the blank to get my city players in and get my bench boost set. So I'm just wondering if there's some argument now, maybe Mikhail, to do a, a big hit now to bring Man City players in. You save your free hit. And then you've got your city players for the double game week. I mean, does that sound like a strategy or? Yeah, it's a strategy, of course. Uh, it depends a bit how well set up you are for for game week nineteen. We can, of course, come back to to the game week nineteen strategies um, because, yeah, I I, I see some fires that um, will need to be put out uh, not not only um, lacking city players i think that might be one of your least issues uh, leading up to game of 19 unfortunately because um, a lot will happen yeah well i mean we've got 10 days between now and and game week 18 you know we've got yeah. we've got the 
Carabao Cup semi-finals, we've got the FA Cup. Yes, you'd have thought a lot of these players would get a rest in the FA Cup, but you know, there's a long, a long time, and there's, you know, I'm sure there'll be plenty of COVID issues. There'll be injuries in in some of these games and training, as there has been um, a lot. So I think, you know, it's it's um and it's by you know for that reason that that it, yeah, it's not like Michael, like Michael says, it's not as simple as you know I'm going to bring in these players and that's me done bench boost and off we go with 15 players because it's just not as simple as that this season. And um, I, I, you know, it's not great. It's obviously you'd rather be playing in a normal season, but it's a different challenge, which is always uh, interesting. Yeah, and it's why I find it I find it quite annoying. I mean, I know it's a rule, but the fact that you lose the transfer when you do the free hit, it just seems your your team seems to get frozen for a couple of weeks, and then you come back to it, you know, losing a transfer. It's just one of those annoying quirks of it. But if we go back to a couple of questions, then so we've got KVIG FPL is saying, can we trust Arsenal defence? Leno and Tierney are currently in my free hit team, and. FPO escapades. It says great stuff. What do you all think about the emergence of Arsenal defenders, like one of the surgery hosted with the Chelsea triple up? Is it worth a double triple up on Arsenal defence, Mikel? I mean, would you want to triple up or double up on Arsenal defence or or any of the defenders really? Yeah, really. For for game week eighteen, Arsenal ranked second to City for clean sheet thoughts. So you kind of have to put your faith in them. Um, and like the players like Leno and Tierney, I really like those two. Leno has been a good FPL asset um, as long as he's been around in the Premier League. And and Tierney looks really enticing. So so uh, I would have no issues going with those, uh, even a triple up, if if you're able to to find a budget in uh, the attacking areas for uh, in other sources a, dub, a triple up in uh, arsenal is also uh, i say no problem um, um, a bit of variance uh, comes uh, comes on um, as well but um, you can deal with that especially if you're if you're trailing a little then something awkward like like tripling up um, for a single game week like that, uh, it can be a legitimate idea if if it's all about getting getting to first and not just maximizing uh, EV and uh, playing solid. Yeah, and what about Newcastle? Because I, I was thinking there's not there's only one attacking player we'd we'd look at, and I guess with Arsenal you'd want the attacking players as well. Mm. Um, I mean, how do how do Newcastle rank for for example for game week 18 for for defenders? I'm not really too good. Problem with like Newcastle's assets at the back is they really don't have much of a goal threat, and um, actually they are rated uh, much more likely to to concede as well. So, so it's it's not the route to go. At probably you're losing one point per player compared to any Arsenal player, which is almost the same price. So. Yeah, if looking at something from Newcastle, only got one player in FPL currently, I think, and that's Wilson. No, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and and, and, and Darlo, I have to say, who's been pretty yeah. good recently. At the moment, I'm not, you know, not not, not yeah. a long-term pick, but on a free hit, I think Darlo's um, definitely one to consider as your goalkeeper. Yeah, and we did get, um, I think Steve Bruce came out the other week and said that, Darlow is the number one but there's always that part of me that worries that at some point Dubravka is quite a good goalkeeper yeah he'll come back in 
Yeah, and just imagine it's during the free hit. I mean, I, I don't think that's going to happen, um, but it's something, if I go with Darlow, I want to look into it a little bit more because, um, I don't know, that would be such a bad feeling. Um, you know, Because, I mean, he's a backup goalkeeper and he's five million. All the goalkeepers are, are quite expensive, really. But if, Yeah, if, and then, if, then uh, of course, uh, just to follow up and uh, selecting someone like Darlow, like... Like the clean sheet odds for Sheffield United are somewhat lower than for Newcastle. So, and uh, at the same time, uh, you get their goalkeeper for a bit less than Darlow is. So, so it doesn't really make sense to take the chance on Darlow when you can no. go safe with a Sheffield United keeper. I think the other thing as well I'd say about it is yes, Sheffield United have not scored many goals this season, but it will turn eventually, you know, whether it be. Because, you know, they change manager or they pick up slightly in form or they change um, something within what they're doing and their formation or their approach. But, I mean, they're not going to sit on, you know, single figure goals for the whole season forever. They will they will score some goals and I wouldn't be surprised if it was game week 18. Double game week 19, planning for bench boost, triple captain or neither. Now, obviously, all of these headlines are going to overlap a bit, and that, that's fine. If we come to you, Mikel, would you be looking to, to do your bench boost? Or are you looking more at triple captain or, or neither? Yeah, um, for my team, it's quite clear. I, I still got like my um, Bisuma and, uh, and other trouble uh, at the back end of my bench. So, so there wouldn't be much gain for me uh, by bench boosting. Um, others might have uh, better shapes on their benches uh, to actually get some points out of it. But, but um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I, I, can, I can see the argument for, for playing a bench boost. Uh, there are a lot of good value players available with their reasonable fixtures, um, like the Will Assets and uh, Lookman and Fulham. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really... A, on on paper it looks like a great uh, bench boosting week but to be honest planning for a bench boost it would give me the chills really to sit there planning for that uh, at the moment uh, because now matches are currently the, the, we postpone matches on short notice um, there are still now three teams involved in the league cup and there will be 20 in the fa cup then you got game week 18 at the same time, we've got COVID running all over the country with a record positive rate at above 2% for every PL test. And that one has been rising. That's not a good sign. The government really needs to go out and state that they won't shut elite sports, which is quite similar to me um, as to a board offering support to its manager. Um, uh, on top of this, of course, you will have a lot of players uh, on suspension tightropes as well, like Maguire and Grealish, and I don't know what, know what you got. In summary, this doesn't bode well for a full 15 times 2 in, in game week 19, sorry. I definitely settled for a triple captain with uh, expected scores for like Kevin De Bruyne on 15 and a half and Salah 15 as far as I've calculated. That's great scores and historically you won't get better than that uh, during a season. So I really hope there will be like a scenario later where 
where you will have more like a traditional wild card um, the game week um, before and then bench boost directly after um, as it's really hard really to have uh, 15 uh, times to that actually go out and play and that's that's what you hope for uh, I hope we are able to get there um, but for goodness sake don't touch any buttons now uh, because things are changing like every day so not before you absolutely must you can decide on this you mentioned how hard it is to plan for a 15 and I've been trying to do it foolishly um, like I mentioned I did a minus eight a couple of weeks ago to bring two Leeds players in um, because I wanted to build for that full 15 and it's just yeah players are dropping I mean Balbuena's been dropped for example I know people have got Reese James they've got Che Adams who's got a concussion I believe I mean, it's been really hard to build. I mean, even McCarthy now has has, has got COVID. Um, it's just part of me just wants the chip gone. Um, I just want it gone so I don't have to think about it again. I don't have to think about my bench too much. But it's just just getting there is, I mean, it's it's really, really difficult. I mean, would it worry you then, Mikhail, with the, the triple captain then, that potentially a game could be postponed for the for the triple captain? Yeah, definitely. And I'd, I'd have to wait on that one on paper that one looks a bit easier uh, currently and um, and uh, we'll see about that if you plan to bench boost and and um, the plan involves doing a lots of hits it's not really worth it really because four points it's um, you won't get much more of value from expected value from one player for one game so so it will just the advantage will disappear if if you have to hit it in Usually, so uh, yeah, I, I think it will be very hard to go that route, and yeah, but I've been uh, just as foolish as you, and I had a dream about it myself uh, earlier, and I uh, had it uh, as, as a goal, but uh, I don't see it as being realistic. Stuff will happen, and we will be disappointed. Yeah, at least you weren't foolish enough to do a minus eight like I like, like I did, <laughs> and I got oh. very lucky that it paid off. Um, <laughs> But Josh, um, so what's your strategy going to be? I mean, how you're obviously going to try and not use chips. So, I mean, how many double game week players would you would you look to have in the in the double, or hopefully look to have? So I've got um, I've got the moment. I think I've got I think I've got ten plus Sun at the moment. Sorry. And you've got two and you've got two transfers ahead of nineteen, haven't you? So you've got one this week and one one next week. Yeah, I think that's right. Tenants. I might even have eleven and son actually. Anyway, um, I'm, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a good place. Um, for me, the the changing point um, was was when uh, Chilwell and James got injured. When the original fixtures came out, uh, the double game with fixtures for uh, for essentially you know for nineteen, um, and I saw them and I looked at my team. I was like, this is this is clear. This is obvious. So I'm gonna I'm gonna free hit uh, 18 bench boost 19 and that and go with the standard strategy and and I was really happy with it and then um Chill and James got injured and that's what changed my mind and I was like right I'm going to change my strategy I'm going to bring in uh, DS and Cancelo for them I'm not going to free hit in 18 and I'm not going to bench boost in 19 and if I, and if I want to I'll just use a triple captain um and that's where I am really obviously then City are going to got the doubles um and um but you were delighted when that got announced i was yeah i was but mm. it doesn't really change the fact that i've used my transfers 
on yes, I'd rather have Diaz and Cancelo over Chilwell and James, yes, but it doesn't change the fact though that those two transfers could have gone on turning single game weekers into double game weekers. Um yeah. and um and, and, and therefore I'm I'm a little bit behind in terms of getting that into a into a ready made fifteen. Um I also, you know, it's hard when you're trying to do it game week by game week and then leading up to a double game week as opposed to the standard way we do it, which is normally wild card and then straight into a bench boost the following week. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, currently with, with my, with, yeah, with two, with two transfers between now and the start of game week 19, I've got, I've got two options really. I either use a transfer game week 18, use a transfer game week 19, and then get nine out for 18 and a strong 11 for, for 19 and just uh, make the decision on triple captain or not, or I roll this week and then I've got two transfers and I can still bench boost. I just really need to sell Coleman and Steer, my backup goalkeeper, and then I would have 15. It would be a 15 including Brewster, but it would be a pretty attractive-looking 15 aside from him. Um, but I'm not sure I want to do that, if I'm honest with you. Coleman and Steer, it, it like give me like 9 million to bring in a sub-keeper and a, and a, and a 4.5 defender. There's not really anyone jumping out at me. And like Mikel said, the massive impact of coronavirus on the season in the last few weeks, postponements and, you know, not knowing what's going to happen one day to the next. You know, you, you if you look at game week 19, it's a game week that lasts a week. So, you know, you've got Fulham v Chelsea kicking off on the Friday night and then the game week finishes the following Thursday with Liverpool v Burnley. So you've got to go a whole week. Yeah. And for and, me... And there's a day between 18 and 19 as well. Just one day. Yeah, exactly. And for me, that, you know, I think Mikel said it give him the chills. I mean, I'd be, I'd be uh, having some sleepless nights, I think. So I, I think, you know, I, I probably will just keep playing week by week and then yeah I think you'll just be the triple captain and and, and that's only a, a maybe at the moment I'll just see where we're at you know yeah I'm kind of in a, in a spot where all, I also could have like played with the idea of, of bench boosting I got already now 13 double game vickers that means I'm only missing two but I fully expect trouble to happen and uh, getting rid of like Bisuma and Forster for for anyone decent, it will require points. So uh, I'm quite sure I will be able to to get a better spot later. Um, for the triple captainship, I'm not so sure. Actually, the the case with uh, both Salah and De Bruyne look amazing for for the game week. So so it's also about maximizing the value of the triple triple captainship, and I I think that's the best moment now is that so over the history of the algorithm you, you said that was it 15 points for de bruyne or salah yeah and that was and is that the highest there's ever been did you say yeah i think i think it's pretty much as high as it's ever been um, um, like usually over a season we get scenarios with like 12 points cv and maybe 13 
for for good years. Um, some years have been worse, uh, but then getting 15, it's kind of kind of special. So so it's uh, definitely good scenarios with uh, City getting a double home uh, against relatively easy opponents and and Liverpool also a double home. Uh, also with a good amount of rest for Liverpool on both yeah. ends. I think that's the, the key. That's the key yeah. for me. I actually potentially prefer Salah to KDB actually at the moment for that reason. I think the mm. rest is the rest is massive. And um, is that what because City have got two cups that they're playing? In? Yeah, they've got. So they've yeah. got. Yeah, they've got a Carabao Cup. Um, they got. They got. Is there one leg of that or two? There's only one leg this season, isn't there? There's only one leg, yeah. yeah. So they've got that they tomorrow got, night. They, like, they play Wednesday in uh, Game Week 18, and then of course, Sunday, yeah, as well. Wednesday again in, in Game Week 19, and then uh, and then Sunday again for Game Week 20. So. so let's say let's say Salah doesn't play in the FA Cup, and let's say KDB doesn't as well. Um, you know, KDB's got two games, uh, you know, a semi-final against United and a home game against Brighton while Salah's got his feet up. And um, for me also, um, I think, you know, Liverpool have not had a good run of results recently and they'll seriously want to change that. Um, Two home games. Can you see Salah blanking five times in a row? He's blanked three times in a row. Can you see him blanking five times in a row with his next two being home games? I can't. So um, I mean, based on the last performances, it may be. But I, I guess mean, you could also say for De Bruyne, he hasn't. That was his first goal from open play, and it was from it what, was, six yards and, out. Uh, De Bruyne is a funny one. He's. I feel like when he's when he's well rested, um, and he's coming into a game, and and he was rested in the previous match, he he just looks so different to when he plays back to back games. I just don't think he's as fit as other players and you know I'm not saying he's not he's he's still a very fit footballer but compared to some of them who can play you know the likes of Sterling, Mane, even Salah like you know they can just play back to back to back and and they still look full of energy and full of beans and he just he, he constantly looks leggy um, unless he gets a, a decent amount of rest and yeah, for me, out of the two of them, I think I'd still favour Salah at the moment. And I wouldn't even rule out Bruno as well. Away to Liverpool, away to Fulham, you know. They're not. They're, they're pretty nice fixtures. We know about his home, uh, sorry, his away form. And, I mean, he's he's been a beast this season, ever since he came to the Premier League, really. So, I think there's three great options. And the good thing about the triple captain as well is that there's going to be a, a variety so the effective ownership on any one of those three is not going to be as high as it could be in future weeks with a, a standout triple captain because there's only one team that doubles in that week, for example, or, you know, two teams, but one team that you're looking at for the captaincy. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, on uh, the argument for Kevin De Bruyne for the triple captaincy, I just add that even though Man City got like a really tight schedule around, around the, those times, it's it's actually Brighton at home, and then it's uh, Crystal Palace and uh, and Aston Villa at home, and then in the week after they have West Brom away. So it's like really easy fixtures, uh, which shouldn't be too exhausting on De Bruyne. Uh, so that's an advantage for him, perhaps. But 
But the, on the other hand, I'm really worried about all the other city assets like Cancelo and Diaz. And these are very nice games to, to give a rest and rotate about all those defenders um, being around at City. I think they got like 10 fit defenders at the moment. And that's kind of scary when uh, the fixture is, is so tight. We just hope we just got to hope that uh, Kyle Walker and Benjamin Mendy's uh, COVID antics get them in so much trouble that Cancelo continues to be nailed. Oh yeah, um, and Ake and Laporte have been injured as well. So sorry, they, that's what Ake and Laporte were injured for the last. Yeah, game. I don't think you've got an issue with Diaz. I think Diaz is is nailed. I don't think he'll get rested in any of those games. I think he'll see he'll sit out the FA Cup, and he'll he'll play in all those league games. Um, but I think, yeah, the likes of Cancelo, Stones, probably probably may miss one of those games. It'd be very interesting when Walker comes back, if Cancelo goes back to left-back, because by the looks of things, I don't see anyone else playing left-back at the moment. Mendy's obviously not going to be in favour now. Zinchenko, I thought, looked awful the other night, um, considering how well they played as a team. I thought he stood out like a sore thumb compared to the rest of them. And um and then Ake, who, you know, is 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 fine at left back, but I don't think it's really the way that Pep likes to play with a with essentially a centre back at left back. So when we move on to our final strategy and then we better get on to to the next next headline. Um so Farlander George has asked on Twitter, thoughts on using the second wild card to save the free hit for later. Considering most of the options you'd put on a free hit have great fixtures from 18 to 23. So like the Man City players, for example, um, plus they got that double in 19. Uh, he personally thinks at the moment free hit is probably more precious than the wild card the way things are. Um, so, I mean, Mikhail, what, what do you think about that, that strategy as well? So using the wild card instead of the free hit this week? Yeah, I've thought about that idea and it's, it's we're like the theoretical schedules that are put up by figures like Ben Krellin and such, then you can like, it's easy to fall in the fallacy that it's the fixtures has to be like that and that, and then, then that kind of strategy would, would end up to work. But it's not certain that it will be like that. And the, the wild card is your strongest chip. Uh, so I'm not too fussed about it. If you really have fucked up planning for Gimmick 18 tonight, sure. But but otherwise, I think it's actually suboptimal to to do it. You should you should su- do the free hit or or survive uh, play as Josh is doing. Um, and yeah, if you try to set up a wildcard team now, then you really have to rely on Man City, United and Will and Burnley, which is the teams with both an 18 and 19 fixture. And I think that's perhaps not flexible enough going forward, even though you got like the the one week savior of the free hit. But uh, yeah, I, I'm skeptical about that. And and. If it is to lead up to a bench boost in 19, then we've already touched upon that. That yeah. That's probably not uh, going to to end well. What value? So, Because I'm quite interested in this. You mentioned that a free hit's worth 18 points. The triple captain potentially is worth 15 points, for example. So what would you value the wild card at? I'll value, like in a normal season, I, I value the, the, the second wild card at about like 
25 points um, this season. Actually, I think it's worth even more because uh, it looks like there will be a lot of rescheduling and, and uh, yeah, events happening. So I'd say uh, I'd buy it for 30 points, perhaps. Um, um, so I more, think that's more, about, so, so it's clearly the most valuable chip you got. Okay. Oh, and that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So when we move on now to our, our third headline. So the factors deciding our fortunes. So luck versus skill. If we come back to you, Mikhail, obviously this is your your speciality. <laughs> luck, luck is my speciality, not skill. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, really, I, I I want to take up this this subject as as I got my background for coming into this game is actually from poker. I was a poker player for several years and. I feel like I've seen seen this all before, like how this game is rolling out. Rolling out. But poker was a fantastic game back in the days. Um, poker grew like bigger and bigger, and the margins for skill became slimmer and slimmer for every year, uh, which meant luck was playing an ever-increasing role in the game. In the end. Poker uh, has been crushed by crushed by computers and superior analy- analytics, uh, which is really destroying the whole thing. It's a poker is a dead game at the moment, and in FPL it's actually some of the same things going on. It's a rapidly growing game and uh, it's gambling. It's currently being crunched more and more by analyzing data and. Um, and uh, interpreting the rules of the game. So, so uh, nowadays, um, perhaps against a mate at work, you will still hold a serious advantage and be pretty sure you'll come out on top. But against most others, uh, which are also serious, the margins are getting to a very low point at the moment, for even for an entire season. Um, um, fortunately, the comps haven't gotten that far that they did in poker yet, but uh, they are coming. They are coming, and uh, it won't take that many seasons before they they are crushing the game. Um, nowadays, I'd say I'm able to if I'm able to gain a 40 point advantage over my largest rivals per season, then then I can be very happy. But but still, then the the standard deviation for for luck uh, during a season is probably twice as large. That means I'm far from sure from coming out on top over a stretch of only uh, 38 rolls of a dice, which is, which is what the season really is. So, yeah, anyway, it's a, it's a game that uh, it claims an amazing amount of patience. And uh, with one roll of the dice each week, then uh, if you have bad spells, that's it's truly horrible. And it can gain ground on you psychologically and, and make you do irrational uh, um, behavior. So, so I'd really advise on keeping your head straight, even though it's going horribly. Um, using like rules of success, like the transfer algorithm, and checking in on the FPL uh, season review tool um, that the FPL review got. Uh, those are great to to fend off that poor confidence and uh, and irrational behavior that that for sure will damage your game if, if uh, you get uh, a lack of confidence. 
I can definitely relate it to going on tilt. Like you say, if you're having bad weeks and, and you lose your head a bit and <laughs> I can, I can definitely re- relate to that, especially with the, with the season that I'm having. Um, I mean, with that FPL review, so it's, I believe it's fplreview.com. I, um, yeah. I, I ran all our teams through that. I mean, what, what do you look at specifically um, when you're doing it? So just, just for example, I mean, I'm, I mean, I hate, I hate saying my rank I'm 1.8 million. And it's got me down as an expected rank of 309,000. Um, and not to single Josh out, but um, Josh is 377,000 with an expected rank of 624. Um, and you yourself, Mikko, 84,000 with an expected rank of 57,000. Um, mm. So, I mean, which bits do you look at um, when you're reviewing how you've done? And I appreciate it's a very short season so far. Yeah, uh, like um, actually the expected rank uh, figure is not the one I'm uh, looking at. Uh, I'm looking at how how I'm faring for the expected value compared to the others. Uh, because uh, like the expected rank will, as long as you're playing good, then the expected rank will continuously just increase while uh, while the competition for EV will you you will climb and fall every week uh, generally so I'd l- rather look at like the massive data um, uh, rank that you get there it's, it's a it's a rank that is divided into three where where the expected goals model and uh, and the odds model and the massive data model are are taken into account and and what's um, what's the fact is that it, it's the massive data model that's that is best predictive of of how you will do in the future so so that one is the one you should really really keep an eye on uh, how you're doing according to massive data as it's got um, on, on the contrary the the expected goals model is really poor at actually predicting uh, uh, how well you are playing in the future so even though it's shown you've been right earlier it's quite poor at predicting that you will do good later so so massive data is the thing i'm glad you said that because mine says i should be 1648 so we'll go with that whereas the xg says i should be 300 and something thousand um how do you feel josh um do you feel you've been been lucky so far to know, but you seem a bit it's quite a loaded tonight, question. Rich. No, no, I didn't mean it. I didn't <laughs> no, mean I'm it joking. like that. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, one thing I would say, like I mentioned I to you, like I think you guys before the pod, <laughs> is that um, the last couple of seasons, I mean, I've, I've had I've had good finishes, not 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 incredible, but both top 100k, um, and um, you know. But both both seasons, my triple captains actually um, have gone off uh, injured uh, in the first 30 minutes um, of the first game of their double game week. So I've got triple captain scores of three last season and three the season before. So last season it was Sadio Mane, which is a lot of people had that situation. And the season before was um, Kevin De Bruyne, who I pretty much felt like I was on my own with that one. It was a week that actually a lot of people... Um, bench boost with the with the Brighton defenders not 
the famous one when captain duffy but the other one and um anyway i went a different route and um yeah so i feel like i'm due a bit of luck so um, <laughs> maybe it's evening out because my I'm, last two I'm, i've had i'm sticking two fingers up at uh, uh you know everyone <laughs> and saying you know screw you if i'm actually due to be that because um you know maybe it's just uh swung back in my favor a li- little bit you know not to mention the lundstrom uh debacle as well when uh when I played Ottomendi and Lundstrom was on my bench and Ottomendi kept, brought him on for one minute to stop uh, Lundstrom's 21 points or wherever it was coming off the bench. That was that was the uh, the whole conversation that me and the Iceman had at the uh, at the meetup last Christmas, which um, started it all really. I was with I was with you there until the until the Lundstrom thing. I didn't even I didn't even own Lundstrom, but yeah, my last two triple captains I've had. I've had Aguero who got a hat trick, and I had Salah last season as well. So maybe I've been lucky yeah. with stuff there like that. Are, yeah. So uh, it's yeah. but, but it's really it's it's an argument for dropping the whole triple captainship, I think, because yeah, we put so much into this game, and and really the chip that is played at the back end of the season, it's it's so decisive for uh, how it goes, really, because like you, you got three points, which is. Yeah, it's brutal to hear about. And and on the other side, you got. Um, I think we all remember Sanchez at uh, 25x3, and and yeah. yeah so it's. Uh, the I agree, and I think um, so enormous when it comes to the luck uh, affected. So maybe find something else to develop the game next year. That's not like triple captaining. It's really bad for for yeah, keeping sane. I agree, and I think that you know I'm not I'm not personally a big fan of the, of the chips in in general, but you know the, the, they play such a big part in it now. Whereas, you know, before they came around, you only used to have one wild card and no yeah. chips, and it was great. And you know, you you would really really cling on to that wild card, um, and you know probably keep it with you the whole season and and use it and the back end when all the double game weeks were, were around and you had no chips to go with them but it was still the the best time to optimize your team for those those doubles across the sort of 34 35 36 37 um game weeks you know and um but it's, it's the game that we're in now and i think that it you know they've brought in these chips because it's a little bit more gimmicky. It attracts, you know, some more of the casuals to to get into it and, um, you know, and probably use them in the first few weeks. But, hey, you know, and, um, you know, it's, 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 an, it's an attractive way of playing it. And I think it's it's all about numbers for, for, for the Premier League for, with this game, really. And, um, and I guess one thing it does do is it gives us a lot more to talk about um you know in terms of these chips that's, that's and it gives me a, it's given me a bit of hope as well because otherwise <laughs> otherwise I, I don't know how i'd even consider and it's given me a couple of things to moan about about the last couple of seasons so um great i agree i agree that they they have made the game easier in general to have two wild cards and a free hit to save you out from from blank game weeks and it, it's been an easier game and that's uh, that's a bit sad uh, given what i said yeah. about how the margins of the game is is constantly getting narrower so so um, maybe they should try find something creative it's been actually several years that uh, since they've done anything substantial in in changes and at least if it can just come with one 
one thing they could do as an alternative is really high call prices so that playing the game becomes even more difficult as you would have to put up with more of the worst options would be really interesting. The Iceman's Piss is sponsored by FPL Merch. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at FPL Merch. I know he's been doing a lot of competitions um, recently and, you know, people have been winning mugs. I mean, the one the other day was a bit optimistic. Well, it wasn't optimistic, but he had a competition for retweet this if, if Salah scores more than 10 points. And obviously we know how that ended. Um, but yeah, he's got various prizes each and every week. So go there, FPL Merch, and we'll go for the Iceman's Piss. Welcome back, listeners. So we go straight into our questions. Now, we had so many brilliant questions, and Mikhail's actually covered a few already um, during the discussion in the headlines. Um, but the first one we've got is FPL Ferrell, Man City assets. What do the three of you prefer for the foreseeable? Double defence, double attack, and he's also asking if we have any reasons for that as well. Um, so if we come to you first, Josh, um, what, what, what's your preference? I'm a bit biased on this because I'm, I'm already on double defence. So I've got Diaz, Cancelo and uh, KDB. I just think really with the attackers, there's not really anyone putting their hand up and, and uh, you know, and, and is worthy of a pick at the moment. There's a few that, that are looking, you know, obviously Sterling's always there. And Sterling, I'm sure, will have his time this season. But there's still a lot of rotation amongst the others. Um, obviously, Aguero is not fully fit. So, you know, do you go for the likes of Foden or Gundogan? We've been there with Foden this season. It didn't work out well. So, yeah, I'd, I'd personally side with double defence. And, and I feel that really it's Diaz and one of probably Cancelo or Stones. Mm-hmm. See, I prefer double attack, I think. Um, obviously, getting in Sterling, is, he's... You know, he's not been as good this season, but the last few games he has looked a little bit better. And I mean, he should have scored in the last in the last game, really, instead of KDB. He should have, he should have finished that, really. I thought that was um, pretty poor when he was when he it wasn't like him. Normally, he's a bit more stealth, a bit more clinical. Yeah, than I think he, he was stuttered. Kante and... seemed to shake him up a bit. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he didn't look himself, did he? But he no. always tempts me. And I mean. I'm going to be watching the cup games closely as well, because I must admit Aguero tempts me a little bit as well, even though he's obviously not played for what... They're just expensive. I mean, you, yeah. you know, if we're talking yeah. about um, value and, and, and how to optimise your squad, obviously with Mikel on, you know, they're, they're, they're essentially double the price of the likes of Cancelo and Diaz. And, and just, they the also... rotation always worries me a little bit. So I'd almost rather have the rotation with the strikers. I don't know. I mean, both are great options. I definitely want three. I think okay. KDB's a definite though. Let's say that. Yeah, this is the this is the first game week I've not had two or three Man City players, and now they're becoming you know back in fashion again. Um, but Mikel, what's what's your what's your preference? Really, if, if I have a look at at the transfer algorithm, I have a peek. Then then of course De Bruyne is uh, is a no brainer and uh, and the single most favoured asset going forward at the moment. But but apart from him, then. I know the City defenders have done fairly well now this season, but 
But actually, I think all those going for a lot of city assets for over Christmas has been quite lucky because, um, yeah, they are solid defensively, but but it's actually been uh, quite some shorter term injuries that have helped their rotational issues at City uh, quite substantially over Christmas. Uh, in normal times, City got uh, 10 defenders competing for a place uh, at the back and uh, with the games coming like every third day and and it's being uh, the Premier League uh, both at weekend and midweek uh, I think we could be up for a lot of trouble for the defenders um, in addition the fixtures now look so nice that it feels kind of wrong to to not uh, put uh, the most of your money in the city kitty so so that basically screams out uh, get Sterling too, um, as actually Salah no longer seems to be a must-have option going forward. And, and Sterling, um, despite not being the best so far this year, we all know how amazingly well his stats have been for for the few seasons before that, and uh, we could fully expect him to come back um, as a very strong option. So. So uh, I wouldn't touch the forwards, though. I think it's way too risky and um, something's wrong with Aguero still. So, yeah. I have to say, I think Sterling's a really good differential captain this week and for the double game week. Just, yeah. you know, if you're um, not where you want to be and um, you want you want a big rise, I think he's a great, great differential captain for both both game weeks. He's, um, I almost feel like you're talking to me because obviously I've captained him what four times this season, and it's, I mean, it's cost me in rank, um, quite considerably apart from apart from one game. But I do remember that when it, that hat trick he got, the last hat trick captain I had in FPL was that Brighton game where he scored that header, um, for the, for the way he fell over and headed it in. And yeah, I mean, I, I love Sterling, but Mikel, so did you say you had, so you have Sterling above Salah at the moment in the algorithm? Is that right? Yeah, it really depends how uh, how your approach is, uh, though. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're like wildcarding this week or just rolling by as Josh is doing, then then Sterling is actually uh, a better pick than Salah going forward. Um, as Salah's fixtures after the double, double game week is he's done, so uh, with very difficult fixtures. So. So if you're planning ahead now, then then Sterling is uh, probably the third attacking assets to put money in if you are able to to afford three big hitters. And not everyone can afford that, but if you can, then Sterling is a great call. Yeah, brilliant. I like to hear it. A bit of, bit of confirmation bias because he's he's definitely in my free hit team. Um, so we we'll move on to it. We've got one more question. So FPL Rodney's saying best players to focus on after the double game week. So again, Man City being an obvious one. But Josh, I mean, are there any players you're looking at after the double, or is that just too far away for you at the moment? It is at the moment, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't even get my head even thinking about twenty onwards. Um, I've just had a look at the the, the season ticker. And um, Palace are atop, at um, followed by United, Everton, Villa and Chelsea. So that's the top five. Um, I mean, City's fixtures for, for, for 20 to 22 are incredible. Away to West Brom, home to Sheffield United, away to Burnley. 
Um, so they're really nice. Um, but yeah, I think it really is City and United who are the main two that, that stand out. And, and, and that, for me, is what actually, and I'm, I'm not doing it, but I know there's plenty who, who are considering the wild card uh, this week. And that's probably the benefit, is that when you play that wild card, if you're going to put in three United and three City, not only are you looking at two teams that are in form currently, both attacking and defensively, um, you're looking at two teams who have a fixture in 18, two teams that double in 19 and two teams that have good fixtures on the other side so all of a sudden you've got six of your starting 11 um, that should be bringing in points most of those weeks so I think it's it's, it's a viable strategy and I think those two teams are are, are are central to it and the other team also that I did mention that are in the top five as well as Villa who obviously again um, have a fixture in 18, double in 19, and then come out the back of the double with Burnley away, Southampton away, home to West Ham, home to Arsenal, away to Brighton. They're not incredible fixtures, but they're still pretty steady if you wanted to go with uh, with three of them as well. Yeah, and, and I'll just add to that because the Aston Villa players, they are exceptional value this season. as They really seem to have something big going on uh, on the attack, so so uh, I'd be really looking at Aston Villa players along with obvious ones, which is Bruno and Kevin De Bruyne. Um, also, the Spurs uh, attackers, I'd say, gain ground again as as they're getting rid of their single game week in the double double game week, and and also players like Lookman uh, could be like the big shout from me because uh, Lookman and Fulham got two postponed fixtures after after this double game week that's uh, not yet been scheduled um, and one of them uh, is a game that uh, that can be played uh, about any time against Burnley which also doesn't have uh, international fixtures to worry about so so uh, I'd maybe uh, have a look at someone like uh, like Lukman, which uh, which got great stats as well. Salah, on the other hand, uh, he seems to be disposable after the double, and that's where uh, the money should come from. Brilliant! It just seems so strange. Salah's normally so high on your algorithm, isn't it? I was going to say exactly right the, the same. It sounds <laughs> yeah. so strange. I was chatting to Stefan earlier as well, and he was looking at doing the Salah hokey cokey, as he said in his in his question earlier and it's just um yeah it just seems mad that um yeah that he's now not as favored as he was <laughs> yeah the, actually, the golden boy of the algorithm start, uh, uh, being suspicious suspicious if i'm actually updating the topic in the transfer algorithm because that's been salah for several years uh, just monitoring he's steady at the top of every game week number one is salah that you should have, and now suddenly isn't. So, but that's how it is. And uh, I still think he's the best captain for game week 19, personally. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm with you there still. So we move on to our to our feedback. So we've got um, from FPL analyst has said, "Hey, there is something wrong. This track was not found. Maybe it has been removed." So I think that was last week. We had a bit of an error on Twitter where the link um, wasn't sharing properly. Um, so when people clicked on it on Twitter, but obviously you can find the podcast on all the normal podcasts apps you have on your phone, Spotify and all of that jazz as well. So 
but apologies apologies for that and we'll make sure it doesn't happen again this week um so we'll move on to our partner chat now our first partner is here with us right now so that's obviously Mikhail Tokram with his algorithm and you can go and support him at patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm um so Mikhail um I always love the write-ups you send us each week but do you want to do you want to do this this week yeah um, I feel so sorry about James. He's, uh, he's ridden some really tough luck lately. The entire season for him is, is just a waste. It's been an uphill battle and a struggle all the way. Um, he's been fighting for points, getting nothing every week. Uh, it looks like we are now closing in on the halfway line for the entire season and, and uh, for expected value uh, over at the FPL reviews season review tool is actually ranked quite good is um, he's among the top uh, in the world uh, inside the top 10k um, and that's good uh, considering uh, this year there is now 7.8 million FPL players but for luck though what a story it's absurd he's in the bottom one percent imagine that season it's ridiculous and most people they don't seem seem to respect the luck rank uh, like i would do at least so so he should really be glad it's you guys that's just podding and not him because it would be a lot of complaining and uh, who would actually listen to advice from someone ranked like three million (laughs) 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 to top it off with some icing on the cake obviously he sold kevin de bruyne and grealish uh, for hits now during uh, during christmas which which is uh, horrible news Uh, one day later the rescheduling came so so he had a horror show there as well and And I can fully understand that in the end, he seems to have catched some mental health issues because now we suddenly sold Suma for bloody Lauten from Burnley. <laughs> objectively speaking, that's a brain fart. Anyway, currently, James, you're on 10 out of 11 needed double game vickers for game week 19. And then I'm not counting your Burnley defenders and your sub gig goalkeeper and um, and um, the best prompt defender that you got stuck in there i don't know where, why they're there uh, anyway that rules out uh, playing the bench boot boost uh, for you next week but the triple captain of course uh, seems a legitimate idea um for this week though you got seven players that makes you quite on the borderline as i said earlier today about doing the free hit or getting in on someone actually playing both gimmick 18 and 19. Um, for me it seems like you need to get a good captain this week and um, and also next week so Kevin De Bruyne for Salah would be the preferred move um, by the algorithm and, uh, and I think you should just uh, stick with that. Um, it means you're sacrificing three less starters for, for next week compared to a free hit ship and probably not something you're quite wanting to do when your rank is three million, but but uh, hopefully you will get that back later. I remember when he got O'Shea, because I think he only had 4.3 million in the bank and he was he was WhatsApping me and Josh and I didn't approve of that either. But I think Josh, Josh talked him into it. Don't you even even blame that one on me. (laughs) You were like, 
no, O'Shea, and I was like, who's I that? And then and then I looked and I was like, well, who could you get who's got a double game at 19 who you could afford? And it was only O'Shea. And I was like, yeah, it seems like the only option to me. So it was um, the best of a bad bunch, wasn't it? But uh, I don't think that's going to be um, the, uh, the the thing that's going to harm his game week 19. Anyway, at least he's got he's got another one in there and he's happy with that. Big Sam will you know, steady that defence and you never know, they might keep a clean sheet in one of those games. I doubt it. Yeah, obviously <laughs> it's brought into the big Sam thing and and um, <clears throat> a short while ago we we could probably all buy a bit into him uh, managing to, to shape up that defence, but that it looks, now it looks uh, horrible. Uh, it was, um, I was, it was sur- it, surprised if Big Sam doesn't last the entire season because now it looks... Uh, no, I know. It's not, it doesn't look good. It, it, it's his hardest project yet. And it was when I saw his assistant, Sammy Lee, on the sidelines and I just looked at them and just they just looked like a couple of old men that, that were past it. And I thought... <laughs> They're not going to be able to turn this one around. They've done so many. They've done such a great job at, you know, keeping various teams up. But this one's, um, I think this one's out of their reach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, I think he got him in before, before the Big Sam even took over. But that's that's by the by. Um, go to Mikhail Tokvam's algorithm. It's patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. We're also partnered with Fantasy Football Hub and have been given the exclusive sign up code. It's surgery15, capital letters. Just go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk. You can get 15% off using the code surgery15. And of course, we're partnered with FPL Doodles. That's at FPL Doodles1 on Twitter. Now, Doodles does the artwork for the pod release tweet. So that's at FPL Doodles1. So I think we've covered this quite a bit already, but so our, our trapped-ins for this week, I guess we've, all, we've mentioned our strategies, so I guess it's just going to be who we're going to captain this week. So, Mikel, who's who's your captain going to be? De Bruyne. De Bruyne, perfect. And what about you, Josh? Captain De Bruyne and my transfer... Um, oh, sorry, yeah, of course. <laughs> ...is um, probably what I'm currently looking at is um, is Adams to Watkins. Awesome. And yeah, I think my captain's going to be De Bruyne or Sterling. It just go on, depends. go for Sterling. You know, you know I will, but um, I know you I'm will. Gonna, I'm so, going to have uh, a think. I'm going to have a. Th- I'm going to still think about it and consider both, and then then captain Sterling. Remember uh, what he did to uh, Brighton last season, and you had your captain. I, I do the header. I had him captain. I was there at a barbecue. It was lovely. It's written yeah. in the stars. <laughs> do you want to quickly go through the the podcast leagues, Josh? I will do. And who's top? We'll get onto that in a second. Um, fifth is uh, no, it's not you. Um, it's, so in the uh, FPL Surgery Podcast League, fifth is Vegard Nutson, fourth is Owen Paris, third is Luke Evans, second is Ryan Prins, and first is Stefan Hogsrad. He's back, back on top. He just he's, he's either top or just not even in the top five. He's not interested, is he? And he's either top or. Uh, or not in there, so that's good. Um, and then the Patreon, the FPL Surgery Patreon League. Fifth is Espin Frostard. Fourth is Matthew Greco. Third is Jay Rosnick. Second is Jordan Roberg. And first is Robert Uninga. Fantastic, yeah, really good. And also, Robert Uninga is joint fifth in the overall league as well with 1,117 points. So good going. Um, we'll move on now to our differentials. So if we get you first, Mikhail, who's your, who's your differential for this game week? 
Oh, if I had to pick someone after watching it, obviously I'm an Arsenal fan, but <laughs> but the algorithm also supports it given uh, given the latest uh, latest increase in performances. I'd I'd have to go with Lacazette for one week. Um, he's he's uh, destined to keep his place for for this fixture, and and uh, I really have uh, strong beliefs in in Arsenal. Uh, solving uh, Crystal Palace quite nicely. I'm not too convinced about the Crystal Palace defence, personally. And are you confident that he plays? Yeah, definitely. Uh, after the, he had an amazing performance now last week against uh, West Brom, where they won 4-0, and he scored a couple of goals. Um, how can he not start? Yeah, no, brilliant. And who's, who's your differential, Josh? I've gone for Smith Rowe um, of Arsenal. Um, purely price so he's 4.4 million and i think if you're playing your free hit uh this week coming in game week 18 he's just a great enabler um in your 11 i mean not in not on the bench i mean in your 11 i think he's a great enabler and can uh, enable you to have more premium picks um uh, you know a, a strong defense and um for that reason you know he got two assists uh, last game against uh, West Brom, and apparently he was he was fantastic. So I just think he's yeah he, he can en- enable you to do a lot with your team. So that's the reason I'd, I'd look at him, and I think he'll definitely start as well. And just to mix it up, because I mean I could easily go Saka, and then we've all done Arsenal players. I'm going to go for Gundogan. He's one percent owned, and he's only five point four million. Um, I mean I don't know if it's the best use of a city spot. But my good friend, FPL Differential on Twitter, he mentioned him a, a few weeks ago. And his stats aren't actually bad. And he was very close, very close to a brace um, against against Chelsea, just a couple of centimetres wide. So I don't think he's the worst shout in the world, but I probably won't be going for him myself. So mine's, mine's Gundogan, but I love the Arsenal shouts. So please help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. You can join the FPL Surgery Podcast League. The code is 439HW9. That code again is 439HW9. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit and Twitter. Twitter handles at FPL Surgery. Subscribe on iTunes and remember to please rate the podcast five stars. Or you can email the Iceman FPL Surgery Podcast at gmail.com. So, Mikel, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Obviously, I've heard you on the podcast before. And I mean, I find this stuff fascinating. I find the whole algorithm thing fascinating, how you can put, you know, a value on each and every chip. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank Thanks, you. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you invite me later too. It's been a great time talking to you guys. And you've got some really good insights into the game as well. So so it's, I think it's, uh, um, I gain a lot from listening to you as well. Thanks. Thank you. And Thanks. next week, Rich, we've got... Uh, Oh, I almost forgot one. this bit, yeah. <laughs> the 200th episode of the FPL Surgery, and we've got a very special guest. We do. Are we naming who the guest is? No, we'll let the, we'll let the listeners uh, try and work out for themselves. I think people will guess. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm really it's going to be good fun. Yeah. So um, I'm just once again, obviously, if you want to, to use the algorithm yourself, go to patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. And you can see it all there. Um, and obviously at the start of the show, uh, Mikel went through his free hit team. So, Josh, you've just got one more thing to say. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod.